Welcome to Uncontained, episode 135. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and I'm happy to have Rasteria back on the show today. You may know her as Renee Asteria. She's the owner and producer at Asteria Records, and uh, she has a lot of music going on. She recently got back from a six-month trip. She recently got back from a six-month trip to South America, and uh, that's where she was actually the last time I talked to her. Now she's back at her studio way up in the hills somewhere in Northern California, and don't even try to get there. You'll get lost and probably eaten by mountain lions on the way there. Um, luckily, luckily I survived, but it was a really cool conversation. We cover a lot, along with the necessity of having to do something a little commercial to be able to finance the art part of it, what you want to do. So that's all coming up. I also do have a track for you off of, uh, one of her new releases. I do have a track for you from Rasteria and it's called Two Immortal Eyes to immortalize there's a little play on words there but uh, check it out it'll be in the show notes and real quick before we jump into this track here i do want to let everybody know i have been doing some instagram live interviews first one is with rapper hells yeah and then just recorded one with comedian cody woods a few days ago those episodes are coming up in a few weeks suggest a question if you have one cool i'd like to try to get you guys involved in the interviews a little bit more so i won't keep you waiting any longer here is a track by Risteria: to immortal eyes to immortal eyes
How are you doing today, Risteria? I'm doing really well. It's really great to be back on your show. Yeah, and unlike last time, we're actually doing this in person. Last time you were in a whole different hemisphere of the planet. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was uh, Brazil or something, but you corrected me on that Bolivia. earlier. Yeah, Bolivia. And I sure said... Would. I said they both start with a B. B. Yes. And then you're like, they share a border too. I'm like, even better, even better. So it's good to have you here and in person. Now that you're back in the States, it's been probably over a year since I've talked to you last. What have you been up to? Like, uh, what what's new with you? Sure. Well, I guess since we spoke last, I, so I was in Bolivia and I was actually just finishing up um, a six month production tour that I did. And I was in Bolivia, Argentina um, and Colombia, where I worked with local artists and released last September um, a compilation of these compilations called uh, Cruzando Corazones. Um, so I didn't even talk to you about okay. that, I think. Yeah. But yeah. it's basically, you know, really, really awesome artists. Um, so that was the last, like, the prior... Right now I have a whole other bunch of material, but that was kind of the first project that I finished before, uh, after we had spoken. And then moved on from there at the beginning of this year i uh attended create music academy down in la which is um a school that's on westlake studios same campus which is this renowned studio where you know michael jackson recorded thriller that's like the biggest thing there and uh with the engineer yeah yeah (laughs) so the 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 one of the engineers of that studio started this uh project this program where um he basically created curriculums covering the production uh, process from A to Z, from the inception of the song, so composition, all the way through to mastering. So you get it over the course of five weeks. And um, it really, as a, as a, I've self-taught, you know, um, I've, you know, producer engineer um and so it filled in a lot of holes okay um yeah and so with that i've now actually been revisiting my my catalog which was in process before i took the course and just kind of hammering in um you know the things that i learned and releasing one song every two weeks well it's only been that way for this summer but okay um, yeah so very cool, very cool. Building a little bit of hype with it going out. Are you going to release a whole album or just release, uh, keep Honestly, on doing I'm singles? I'm not sure. I feel like the whole point is right now is that I just need to keep consistent and keep, pra- you know, it's like kind of like a practice, but it's a it's part of the process of production. It's like I just want to tackle as many styles as I can, uh, work with different artists and just like make good music and do it consistently um whether or not i'm gonna make it into an album all that i'm just focusing on what's in my control which is the production of it so okay very cool very cool so when i'm I'm taking it back a couple steps in the conversation because you i know i you you ran ahead on us you like took a took off a sprint you're (laughs) like i just want to get to the end of the show so he could leave my studio in this un undisclosed location uh way up in the hills somewhere where nobody will ever find um, <laughs> all right, but I I, I want to go back okay. to uh, when you were in uh, South America, yeah. um, mm-hmm. playing with all these other bands, local bands from all these different countries. Like I know you said you picked up a lot of things when you went to the boot camp, right, at the Create Music Academy. But you had to pick up some oh. things oh, yeah. from the local musicians. 
Oh, uh, for like, sure. What are some of the things that you kind of took from them and maybe applied to your music? Well, so I basically was given kind of the first opportunity to become to be a producer rather than an artist. Okay. So, th- you know, whereas I've mostly I'm an artist producer, you know, so I've started with my own material and like integrated other people into it. So p- producing them in the wild too and, and composing from a different perspective when you work with somebody, it's a different process, um, et cetera, you know, so... There were various kind of degrees of of that, of like artist-producer relationship where like I worked with a young rapper who has, you know, it was I really helped him produce his first song, you know, so that that's where I'm more in the backseat as a producer and trying to bring his talent out, give as much as I can, you know, to that process. Um, and then to me just participating in um, another group called Surativa Parlante. So the the, the, the rapper's name is Eddie. Okay. Um, and I, I he's based in Bolivia. And um, I met him through Enseñarte, which is a, an organization, an NGO that, organi- that um, helps street, well, originally helped street kids get access to the arts. Okay, um, cool. Circus and music. So anyway, but I met him through that program, which has now gotten bigger. Um, I was volunteering there. And um, so I worked with him. So that was that's really an example of like putting on the producer hat to just being more of a yeah, artist and executive producer, which is where you're paying for things yeah. and just trying to capture like the art of what already is there with another group called Surativa Parlante. They're uh, like an um, Afrobeat Colombian band based in Bogota and Nine Piece. It was an awesome experience. I just got in contact. I heard their music and I was like, wow, I really want to collaborate with them. And all I did was like lay down a verse and did some vocals. That's it. Um, but I, I, I helped them to record something and I mixed it for them and I released it, you know? Okay. So there was various levels of collaboration. Of course, I learned a ton from that yeah um the d- biggest difference the boot camp i was talking about is very technical you know like yeah. like i'm i'm just talking about my actual like how to say my my technical capacity to make stuff sound uh professional well stuff that makes money because yeah. you need i mean i'm recognizing that i need to get you know i need everything needs to be at a certain level of production from a sonic standpoint so did you learn like mixing and mastering yeah and yeah stuff like that exactly down there? yeah you, yes they Everything from, you know, as I said, like composition, so to um, uh, to the, you know, the arranging of it, orchestration of it, and then mixing um, and finally mastering. But I can't say that the mastering process, I, I'm going to let a master do the mastering. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. So, like... Do they specialize in, say, boot camps or do they yeah, have like an ki- elongated program too? No, they've only been around three years. And so they're addressing a need, I guess, that, you know, you have all these producers out there who are self-taught that have a good basis and in, um, you know, different areas of what it takes to produce a song, you know, but maybe have a bunch of holes, you know. And so he covers Doug, Doug Fenske. He's the uh, director of of the school um, and he's also the teacher. He, like addresses like all the a lot of lacoons that you might have you know so um all the what that you might have lacoons what what is that i'm uh, sorry I'm like, i guess am i making a word that exists in another language into english no i don't you, think so i think that you, exists you could be or maybe i i just don't maybe, know english or i don't oops, know sorry <laughs> no um I'm, like well 
the holes um, or or uh, empty things like. Okay, <laughs> like he fills in the gaps type right, and yeah. like helps. Yeah, there you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. I, I was like lacombs. Is that is that like sorry, a music? Sorry, It might be a French word that I made into English. Sorry, it could be. Okay, well, you know, you how many languages do you know? Three, just three. Three, yeah, o- yeah. only three. Only, only three. three. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. No, I, I know English and Pig Latin, <laughs> and that is about it. Um, I know words. Words, certain <laughs> words of different languages, like you can say hi and thank you and stuff in few languages. And then I can tell when people are talking trash about me in Spanish. And that's about <laughs> that. That's the extent. I need to learn a little bit more. Open my mind. There's, I know English is the only language out there that anybody needs to know. <laughs> So why know. why why learn anything else, right? I don't know. I don't know. No. Now, actually, I want to learn more languages. I feel like every language, um, you know, you actually, if you're able to speak it, you actually are able to express another side of yourself. Like it's to that point where the emotional emotion is embedded into the into the language, into the articulation, to the words, the expressions, just the history behind anything. Like, I feel like I'm a different piece of myself when I speak Spanish or when I really? speak French. Yeah, it's crazy. Like a completely different personality? No, no, no. Like... no, it's not like a different personality. It's more the reflection of the same, but with maybe just a different energy, you know? Okay. It, it's, it's like, because when you think about it, a language is musical, Right. So when you hear somebody talking a certain language, it might give you a different emotion of it. And so if you think about even if you're saying practically the same thing in literal sense, like you might get different impression or different energy from from it. I don't mean to sound all like energy. It's it's okay. I actually no. I very much believe you can get woo woo if you want. (laughs) 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 But but, you know, that's that's I, I, I just I have the impression of that with my my personal experience with you know i can definitely see that with some languages because even when i do like say an accent of somebody in that language it changes like you know if you're doing like an italian accent or like a mexican accent something it it does bring a different different Mm -hmm. language different feeling to it yeah you you should know actually you might get that same feeling if you're doing like your voice kind of yeah if you you think about it yeah yeah, that can happen plus uh also like my brother he uh he actually knows Russian. Oh, okay. Cool. And like he said, there's some words in Russian that there is absolutely no translation <laughs> to in English. And just the insults that the Russians have that would, you know, have no no competition from the Americans don't have any answer to. So <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I, he couldn't, and he couldn't explain them to me. So okay, it's like so a secret a society. Much, right. Right. Like, I, I don't know if it's him and Putin hanging out. Uh, oh, no, he was there before Putin. Uh, <laughs> listen, I think so. I don't know my timelines. I, I, I should go back to school really. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, you do get a different feeling with different voices and you kind of position yeah. yourself a little bit different too as you're doing doing accents or doing voices like yeah if you watch somebody talk like how they move their mouth and position their lips that will help you get a good idea of how to do their voice huh interesting so see i've never see i've never i've never i'm gonna start analyzing that okay yeah like there's this person (laughs) that i like (laughs) i have worked with and uh like I was trying to figure out why he talks so weird. 
But uh, I'm not going to say any names here or what job this was on, but some people, if they listen to this, they'll know who I'm talking about. But he didn't open his mouth all the way when he talked. Like, he just kind of cut his teeth, like, kind of just a millimeter apart and talked with his lips. And, like... You'd be like, oh, yeah, I need... So it's kind of like a bad ventriloquist. But I don't know. Yeah, it it almost was a mix of somebody with Lockjaw. And I don't know if you've seen Office Space with uh, the boss there. Like, yeah, Uh... that'd be great. Like, if somebody, like wired his mouth shut you'd have have his voice so okay. once i figured it out I like started doing it and it, it was hard to i was like i better watch where i do this so i do it on my podcast you know <laughs> nobody can see you <laughs> but yeah i kind of got like uh getting totally off track here like i went to the dentist and then i thought about him going to the dentist <laughs> like he's at the dentist the dentist is like all right open up and say ah he's like oh he's like they're like no i need you to open your mouth they're like i am opening my mouth he's like they're like no you're just moving your lips you need to actually open your mouth and yeah um, it's poor guy yeah i didn't say it was a guy oh maybe i did maybe i did but maybe it is a guy i I don't know i just want to confuse people right now uh (laughs) it's a guy but um but yeah, enough about my voices and mimicking people. Like we were on the language of topic of language. Okay, we were but, on the topic of language. But it's very similar to and your yeah, top, like the if you do like voice. De Niro, you almost have to talk with like almost a frown on your face. <laughs> you know, like a nipples break. Can you milk me? <laughs> and it's like it may not be a perfect De Niro, but it kind of gets the essence of it. You know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, does it being a Obviously, it has to bring a different feel to a song, too, when uh-huh. you're singing yeah. mm-hmm. in does. Spanish or Hungarian or whatever, <laughs> whatever the, what, oh, French, right? French, you're going to yeah, French? French? All right. French. I, I thought but Hungarian. But I've, I've sang in other languages, too, I've, I've, and, 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 and it always is different. Like, it's a different feeling when you're singing in that language. So you've sang in languages you don't know. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? It's musical. It's musical, like, like I'm telling you, like, so the one that's most distanced from, I guess, from any of the languages I speak that I've sang in is Farsi, and um, I, lo- I just love it. I love the way it sounds. It just, it's beautiful. It's my, yeah, I don't know, and like, it's like it actually makes it easier to actually pronounce something when you sing it. Okay. And like, if you've ever heard, if you've ever paid attention, they're like, and I go, same goes for me. Like, when you sing in a language, you actually lose the accent or most yes, of it. Yes. Yes. So it's quite, it's quite interesting. I wonder if anybody out there has actually studied this, like hardcore academia studied this kind of thing. But I, I don't know. <laughs> I actually noticed that when I was like a little kid, you know, like yeah. you'd hear somebody talking with like a British accent, then they'd go sing and it like sound like American to me. It's mm-hmm. like, they don't have an accent when they sing, but when they talk or like... It's, <laughs> or they have a different one or, yeah. or they're able to change the character in your voice. Really, Or you so. look at Ozzy Osbourne. He can't talk, but he can sing. So it's like... <laughs> and then like he just I've belts out crazy talk, train. So. You never watched like the Osbournes on MTV back in the day? Oh, maybe. It's like, Sharon! Sharon! <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, singing, it, you, you open up 
like your throat more. I'm, I'm not a good singer, so I'm not even going to try right now. I'll leave that to you. I'll just, uh, you know, stick with doing weird voices. <laughs> all right, let's let's get this back towards you a little bit more. All right, let's enough with the well, you know, it was talking about actually. I do want to ask you something sure, about sure, sure. the singing in different languages mm-hmm. that you don't know. Do you know what you what are saying? saying when you are singing the song? Uh, or... I do, I do, but not necessarily like I don't necessarily pay attention to the meaning while I'm singing it because I, what what will happen is I'll get the general context of it, like I'll know about what I'm saying, but I won't be like in one language that I speak, like be able to how to say sing it with the emotion associated to the word logically it's more like it's again as i said it's more musical like i have more of a memory of like how something is supposed to feel rather than knowing that like oh i'm saying love okay even though in the languages you you know what i mean like it's like like uh, (laughs) you know i mean i i although but i mean what i guess i'm trying to say is like it's it's more when i'm working in a language that i don't know and even one that I do, I, I it's like when you're, it's like the melody comes along with the emotion, which is associated to words. You know, I don't know. It's okay. It's interesting. Like the words almost don't matter. It's more like when you when you what with the emotion that you're conveying with the with with the voice and the melody and whatnot and the, the energy that you're putting there. Okay, so along those lines, still like, mm-hmm. do you? learn the lyrics first or do you learn the concept of the song and what the song's feeling is first uh the the melody and the lyrics always come first yeah for sure um like even without knowing what i'm saying it's like and then i would pay attention to what it you know it's more it's more i i i definitely pay attention to the the melody above all and the rhythm of it the rhythm is very important how the words are articulated. Okay, yeah, yeah, the vocal cadence and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, very cool. So your new music, we'll get to that. Like okay, right yeah, now, yeah. let's do that. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about your new music. Okay. You've gone back, filled in some gaps, right, and uh, some old songs that you learned how to how to do at the academy, or some of your newer songs that you had written before then, right? Right, exactly. So it's basically, right now what I'm doing is I'm working on music that I had previously recorded in demo version, and um, actually thought that, not even so much demo version, but recorded full on, like full instrumentation, everything, live drums, a bunch of different instruments, um, and basically going back to square one and taking that song and either rewriting it um, or reproducing it in uh, in the box, so um, building a beat essentially in Logic. By in and the box, what do you mean? In the computer. Okay. In the computer, and then adding the live elements that I've already recorded into it, um, and redoing the vo- vocals and um, laying other other instruments, but but kind of more focused on. Um, Kind of breaking it down to what the song really needs. Like what I mean by like taking a step back, looking at, you know, the composition, like the musically, how it does it stand, you know, do I have a good enough melody line to go with it? Lyrically, is it too much? Does it need more? Do I need to rewrite something? Um, Structurally, you know, the arrangement of it, like really honing back in on that. So, so 
taking the original ideas, which might have been improvisations, and challenging them, you know, with this new, more structure to... I don't want to say fit in a box because I what but because I I want to make the music accessible to more people. Okay. And in the process, I I also do need to make money. What's called syncable, you know, sync because because I need to make some. I need to be making to money, you know, like so. And one of the main ways to make money for anybody is through syncing, sync licensing. So so like you get into a series or you get part of a soundtrack of something or you get part of a you know and you have to have a certain production level and yeah they look for a bunch of different things but um so you make a lot of your income through like tv shows and movie well, soundtracks that's not yet but okay. that's i have i have made i have been placed so i know it works but my but the thing is, it's not something that it's like, oh, I made a song. Okay, it's going to get licensed immediately. No. The way that it works is that you get your either. So you work with uh, different music supervisors or you work with like a library for um, a network, TV network, and your music gets pre-cleared and put into the library and tagged and everything. And somebody might just one day use 30 seconds of it. And then six months later in your pro statement, performance rights organization statement, like I have ASCAP, okay. you'll get money. And it's already, that's the, but so building that catalog, that's my focus right now. So I'm releasing new music regularly, building uh, a, a new catalog of music and, and, you know, hopefully making good music in the, in the while, like just having polished my skills. And also, you know, I have my uh, music now in these libraries. And so it's, um, yeah, I think the focus really at this point to make things happen is to just continue to be productive pretty much, you know? Say you're a musician out there right now and you're like, dude, that's a great idea. I should uh, get my music in in the movies and in TV. <laughs> right, right. What, what do you have to do in order to get it cleared and uh, processed in order to be well, used? So, the, so I worked with an agency that um, helped me to basically get my uh, music approved by... Um, different uh, uh music supervisors on different networks and for different tv programs uh to then put it into this library right um and so that's the thing you either have to just do the work yourself and develop a relationship with the music supervisors because they're lots of music supervisors there are lots of lists out there but you imagine they get bombarded a lot um so it's good to work with an agency you know if if you as an artist don't have the time to 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 get your music cleared um or to make develop these relationships um it's beneficial to work with somebody to help you to do that um and honestly i was looking for an agency for a while <laughs> so it's been a few years um i've also pitched on my own but um you have to be you have to you have to develop those relationships and be consistent with it and as an artist it's very hard to to do that when you're your head is so focused in the actual art of it and the production of it, you kind of need to delegate that. So, Yeah, yeah, I can definitely relate to that as yeah. well from here. Uh, we were talking about this just a little bit earlier in a way, but like as an artist or like as a creative, you're a lot of times just focused on creating 
the music, <laughs> the podcast, the yeah. product. I, I didn't want to yeah. quite just throw product out it there because it, does, it doesn't sound as I know. sexy. It doesn't sound as sexy as art. I yeah. Because I'd like to say But art. it is product. But it it, it is, is product. product. You, know? you know, people consume it, listen to so. it, um, you know, but you are stuck in the mind like me. I'm like, okay, I got to get a guest. I got to get an interview. I got to edit the show. I got to post it. I got to get do the show mm-hmm. art. I got to do this. And then on the other hand, I'm like, okay, but there's all this stuff over here <laughs> right, that right. I need to do. I need to promote it. I need to make connections. I need to go after bigger guests. I need to, right. you know, do this, do this, do this, make my Instagram look pretty. You right, know? right, all, all right. That yeah, stuff. exactly. And, same thing. It's and, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, similar. it's... It's very <laughs> relatable on this side to the to the musician artist side. So um, I understand completely what you're saying, <laughs> and it helped to have a team sometimes. Mm-hmm. So if you sure. can get representation and you know work with an agency, that might help a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm glad we covered that. <laughs> so what what can people expect with uh, the new music that you have out? A bunch of different styles, like um, also a certain production level in terms of like, it's going to sound more commercial. Um, but what I mean by that is um, everything's pretty tight to the okay. tempo. Um, there are more synth sounds in it um uh, the way that it's mixed uh, in terms of you know filling the whole frequency spectrum you know having a nice heavy lower end as well as you know and the vocals out in front so like kind of different to the way i would produce before which is a lot more organic a lot more live instrumentation i'm not saying that i'm completely departing from that not at all but um taking all the tools at my hands and making just some really nice uh you know, productions to, um, but I mean, honestly, pretty much a continuation of what I've always been doing, which is just switching up the styles, experimenting, mixing things, mixing styles. I mean, um, multiple languages and also, uh, working with uh, more artists, you know, that that besides me, you know, like just collaborating a lot and putting things out under different, you know, different names, different artist names, uh, Okay. I noticed a look on your face, like when you uh-huh. said more commercial. More commercial. I was like, I don't want to say that Commercial word. <laughs> is kind of a dirty word. I know it is a dirty word. It is. But at the same time. You got to make the compromise a little bit in a way. Yeah, you do. Um, but you have to recognize, especially if you want to do this, like as you're everything, it has, you have some sort of level of yeah you you do recognize it as a product and yes no matter what i will always be producing for art like that is what drives me i i'm an artist like i that is why i do what i do is because for the love of it you know it's not that i'm trying to make money it's just a necessity and also that i need I, i have you know other plans and whatnot that require funding in this structure you know this system you know yeah so it's more coming to that realization and also you know, quitting my day job, you know, for one thing, you know, which is a big deal. Um, and it just makes it just like, okay, now focus mode, you know, uh, no, you know, <laughs> prioritize. <laughs> um, 
Okay, yeah, and another thing that I had a question of, like you said that your music now is the vocals are more out forward. Now, in the past, like I know like bands like Tool kind of view the voice as kind of an, an instrument, instrument mm-hmm. in the band, sure. no greater than the guitar, no right. greater than the drums. Is that kind of what you were doing before? Um good question. Um I have to say because there, there, there are a few different things I get it, I guess at play. One is that when you're the actual singer, okay, you hear your voice differently for one thing. And then when you're involved in, you know, the process from A to Z, it's like, okay, let me just, let me just push it back there. You know, I hear enough of myself and it's like, <laughs> let me just make it more part of the whole, yeah, I kind of have prioritized the rest of the music over my own, over my essence in a sense, because the rest is kind of what has been more of a challenge to develop in a sense you know there's one thing that comes naturally and then the rest that's that i've developed over time you know the 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 ability to create it you know so i've always kind of prioritized something that's harder over less over more evident so i think that i know that's a very kind of philosophical way of explaining it but but that's i think there's that at play and then also just lack of experience you know, because actually the voice is the most important thing. You should be putting it up for me anyway. Yeah. Like it's true that, that that's, you know, um, the song itself, if it's a song, should be able to stand with the voice alone. You know, should be able to stand a cappella if, if we're talking about like a typical song thing. So keeping that in mind and that just refocusing. Um, but but also I think when you're mixing something that's more live instrumentation, the vocal becomes more an addition i feel like it's like i i i you can't you i guess you have the space to 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 do that whereas if it's like um more quote-unquote in the box which is using more virtual instruments even though a lot of those virtual instruments are real instruments because they've been sampled from real instruments right but there's a different how to say oh it's hard to explain it's um it's like they they fill the space more somehow they fill the the frequency spectrum more the volume the, you know, the, the organic instruments, you mean? Less. Whereas the more virtual ones are, it's like everything's louder, everything's more compressed. Um, every, so it's like you're dealing with sonic differences. Like, I don't know if I'm saying the right technical terms, but it's, yeah, compression and frequency spectrum okay. difference yeah. between those elements, like between live versus like more of a um, sample-based instrumentation that's also pretty much quantized you know and not to say that when you record something live that the drummer doesn't play to a metronome almost always that's the case but it's not like almost perfectly to the you know like if you try to like right now what i'm doing is i'm taking drum tracks that i've recorded and and mixing them into sample based the beat you know that's okay and looping them so it's the no. same all the time or no? No, no, no. Like, tr- like for example, taking a uh, hi-hat pattern away, like taking a hi-hat pattern that was recorded and keeping that hi-hat pattern and then integrating the hi-hat into there. But you still have to line up the whole drum kit with, even if you just want to extract that, you know, you yeah. still need to line it up. And so there's a lot of editing <laughs> to be done yeah, there. Definitely. And in that editing, you notice how much live moves like around the actual tempo. Even if, even if the drummer's awesome and he was spot on, you know, there's a lot of movement around a beat. Like if you were to just build a beat, you know, 
Okay. So it's, I mean, there's a it big, there's a lot of different differences between live instruments and, and virtual instruments. And it makes sense too, because like the drummer playing has a couple factors as well, along with other guitars or whatever. One, there's the energy from the show. If it's a crazy show, they're going to get more energy and maybe play faster. I have friends who are drummers that when they play like out in front, they like want to play like three times as fast as a, as a song is supposed to go. <laughs> and they're just like, ah, it's all crazy about it yes i'm talking about you doug um <laughs> then also you know there's some that might get a little fatigued as they're playing a whole show too and it might like slow down some but that's just a right. couple factors i'm sure there's plenty more yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that affects what um computers don't have that <laughs> well well you i mean they they do and they don't you can actually program that in to to a computer you know to to like you can change what's called the you know the velocity of the of the of the note that that is say triggering you know um a kick kick drum and so the velocity you you know they have different different levels obviously it's not like as fine as what a human foot would do but you can vary you know the hardness is at at which the um you know the kick drum is being hit for example you can you can vary that but um it's not nearly on a gradient as much as a real person would be yeah i thought you were gonna say that you could uh put in like simulate the fatigue factor i was oh. i was just thinking like does like you uh, can. well yeah, i'm sure you by can like, but by, i was by just, just trying making to think all of, the all the hits less strong yeah you know? i was trying to think do they have like a <laughs> they might like, they a, do a filter called like lazy drummer or like uh <laughs> out of shape drummer it wouldn't like, surprise me as they just get <laughs> sloppier and like <laughs> well they have ones like live it's like i forget what it's called live drums or something yeah yeah all right yeah that was just uh one of the things that popped into my head there and that so but i think um like right now would be a good time to get some advice for some people who are maybe looking to get started out want to take that first step to becoming a professional musician right right like what would be something that either you wish you knew right when you were starting out or like what uh what advice have you heard along the way or huh. have to share so so well first of all my my question is you know you have to decide what you want to do where your focus is because me like i see through the my experiences actually i've kind of developed into you know taking on the role of a producer um, it's very different to be a producer than to be a studio musician. Now, all the while being a producer, you need to have musicianship skills. Um, it's part of your skill set. It's not yeah. your specialization. So I think it really depends on what your what your focus is. So are you a singer? Are you are you a writer? Are you more of a engineer type um and i guess ask yourself that question like what is what is the what is or do you like everything so then producer is probably a good like do you like do you are you good at the oversight and also detail oriented right so like what is first ask yourself that question like what is it that draws me the most in music you know for me it's always been the the bringing a song to life so that's why producer like and and um has i've de- you know developing into that that is from you know from singer songwriter to to this now you know okay um so ask yourself that question i would say as an advice and then whatever that skill is 
hone it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just work at it, you know, just and and don't be so critical about yourself. Like just like if, for example, if you do want to go into production, just keep producing and like, yeah, you're going to write things that aren't as good. You're going to write really good things. Um, don't hold back, collaborate. Like I find, I wish I would have collaborated more and I still want to collaborate more, but I've learned so much from the process of collaborating with people. Yeah, so I would say first figure that that out like that would be all right that's that's a good, good thing step. to figure out first the direction <laughs> that you want to go um <laughs> i know it's kind of a <laughs> duh thing sorry what else could i say anything else like but I, I feel like it's good you gotta you gotta figure out that's really you know gotta figure out where you want to go and then i think once you figure that out collaborate with people because the more people you work with it expands like the amount of people that you can work with right you know because you get access to people they know yeah and they get access to people you know and it's kind of you know you're mm -hmm. only your worth is your network or your network is your net worth or something like that <laughs> nowadays I, I don't know. yeah definitely actually at all points in time probably yeah your community yeah. the community around you yeah even old jebediah farming on the <laughs> almish plain as, as long as he knew enough people to pull in the crops <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. I don't know That's any okay. Jebediahs. It's um, a cool name. <laughs> I don't know how I pulled that out of my head either, but Jebediah, there you are. If there's any Jebediahs <laughs> listening, please let me know. Uh, <laughs> chances are you're not an Amish Jebediah because you're listening to a podcast. But uh, anyway, so that is actually really good advice. I appreciate that. Now, what are you doing in order to kind of promote yourself. So that's a hard, that's really one of the biggest things. Well, that's why we I was of, like, I was that. like, oh, let me, let me just, uh, what am I doing to, to try to promote myself? I've actually come to the, come to the uh, decision that I wasn't going to focus on promotion. Um, besides the basic things of just like releasing something, telling the people I know that it's released, but not shoving it down their throats, sending out mailing list, doing a little bit of like Facebook ads here and there, yeah. whether or not it's worth anything, I'm not sure. Um, sending things out to already the pre-existing like relationships that I have for, you know, radio and podcasts, yes. <laughs> you know, um, and, 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 but mostly focusing on the production and just, releasing good material consistently i feel like as i said that's under my control um it's up to me to make that happen i have the tools at my hands to make that happen and um and kind of the bigger goal which is building this catalog that is licensable that you know in two years down the line i'll i may be getting some really big royalty checks in my yeah you know and that's something that doesn't go away you know for a placement that i got 10 years ago for a few seconds I'm still getting royalty checks. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, it's amazing how really that is a more sustainable way of making money. But you have to, you have to, yeah, get, yeah. So that's really what I'm focusing on right now. Promotion, I feel like it sucks my soul, you know. Um, <laughs> I just, it hurts when you get either a non-response or a rejection. Obviously, I've been kind of numbed at this point. Yeah. Um, because I understand everybody has a life. I mean, you know, whatever, you know, but I can't possibly expect 
you know, every single person I know to be like, oh my God, he released something new. Oh, cool. No, the thing is to get on beyond that and to reach the people who, ah, they really, really like, there's a lot of people in the world, you know? Yeah. So kind of get beyond this point of relying on, you know, we're saying your community is, yes, that's true. But then also you have to recognize that, um, you know, if you're not finding what you need in your community, just think a little bit more bigger picture, you know, not uh-huh. let things hold you back. People, individuals, whatever, bad experiences, just kind of just keep on going, you know. So you're kind of not focusing on promoting right not now. Not so much. Um, are you having your agencies do promotion for you then? Is that kind of what you're doing? Or are you kind of no. like just focusing on putting stuff out? Yes, just putting stuff out consistently. I mean... The promotion, though, I am doing the promotion, but it's more like I'm not, it's not my focus. I'm doing the minimum. You okay. know, I'm doing the social network stuff, mailing list, press release stuff. Um, one thing that I do want to do that um, is make lyric videos that I can just also push out, you know, song by song, because I think that they're, that's uh, important. Few people are like, you know, just drop whatever $300 that's going to cost you per song to make a lyric video you know I just haven't div- so if anybody's listening to this who likes to make lyric videos I have a bunch <laughs> of songs for you um, and I will pay you um, you know I think that's going to be a really good promotional tool that I haven't I don't have yet so. Okay. because making full on music videos is very expensive I mean even time wise like even you know so even if you find somebody to do it for free you know you want to put something good out there you yeah. know so it's going to take a while uh, to make it happen you know it's just uh, it's not something that can be done it can be I guess but it usually costs money if you want it to be done overnight pretty all much, right so. all right very cool <laughs> so like what would be like a highlight or two that you care to share it doesn't have to be the highlight, highlight. of uh-huh. it doesn't have to be like the highlight of your career. I'm not asking for that <laughs> one highlight. I'm just saying like say you're talking to somebody like oh this this was really cool. I got to share this. Let's see. Uh There's just so many highlights. That's the thing. Like like it's full of surprises and whatnot, but um to pick one thing. Well, so randomly this summer I so I was in Europe at home um at because I grew up in France and okay. my mom my mom was there and I was I spent the summer there um and I basically at, so after the did the program I went to Europe and I basically spent 3 months producing music in my room <laughs> and I um made a I met one of my brother's friends who um uh is really into music artist and stuff and we were able to throw together three songs like integrating him to to various and this he's part of actually three songs that 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 i released um and that was really just an amazing synergy because my my goal was to just you know focus and then boom somebody comes into your life who you can collaborate actually collaborate with musically and also artistically we also designed cover art for each he's a he's a calligrapher and graphic you know and i and i do some graphic design too so um and it was that was uh you know really uh awesome experience to to have that happen i mean that, and that's what i mean it's like kind of just lucky enough to be able to have that space and time to to allow things like that to happen you know um where you can just cuz he's a he's pretty new to the i i think um, he hadn't ever really been on a microphone and then we're producing songs and i'm releasing them so it's kind of like <laughs> night and day you know yeah. so um those it's awesome is yeah so 
right. Very cool. I th- that's the highlight of the summer right there. That's the highlight of the summer, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I got a couple more questions for sure. you here. When somebody comes sees you perform or hears your music, what is the feeling that you want them to take away? Um, I guess I want I want them to feel first of all. Um, I guess it depends what kind of song I want them to f- to feel. You know, okay. uh, um, all my songs are quite different, so brings about different emotions. Um, but I I think feeling is positive. I don't want it to. I don't want it to numb them. For one thing, that's, that's no numbing. Um, but uh, it could be love. It could be maybe melancholy. It could be inspiration. It could be happiness. You know what? I I just I I would like to be able to convey emotion, profound emotion that you can take for yourself. You know. All right. Very so. cool. Very cool. So, what do you do in order to help make sure they feel emotion in the song? Like, what what is there anything that you on your end can do, or is as it- is, I mean, really, when you're singing it feel it as much as you can um and uh yeah and then just produce it so that when people listen some to something because so many people are so used to hearing a certain level of production on the radio you know and I'm, I'm not talking about everybody who is out there who might be listening to this who who is very anti-commercial radio you know I understand that too but like when you look at the masses of humans you know a lot of people are just their ears are so tuned to hearing voices tuned hearing you know synth based sounds so um that's another I feel like with the next kind of process step that I'm in right now um I think that hopefully you know I'm able to convey more emotion by by um, uh, bringing up the production okay. uh, rather than remove it, which is what tends to happen, I think, a lot. Like when something's really organic, it tends to have more of a feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Like if you listen to more older, older stuff, the classic stuff, stuff wasn't tuned, you know, things weren't compressed and volume jacked up. So I, it's, 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 it, we're dealing with a different world of music right now. So if I can bring something, you know, into this world of more, you know, kind of more commercialized, but yet emotional, um, okay. uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Try. <laughs> Those two do sound like an oxymoron exactly. to most people. Yes, but but that's that's I guess the point is yeah. what I, the point I'm trying to make is that and that's where the art comes into it. Yeah, yeah, you gotcha. should be able to do it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, also like I'm kind of picking up a theme where you kind of have to like in, at least in some situations divide it into two things. One, put out the commercial stuff that will get you some income coming in, do some for them, and then yeah. do some stuff for you. Definitely, definitely. I think that's very important. Um, and, I, and I'm, so for all this, so these songs that I'm rewriting, I'm also um, planning on releasing at least another version that's closer to the original. Okay. Um, to to satisfy exactly what you just said because it's like almost like i need i need that that original <laughs> one had something in it that got lost i yeah. need to you know it got polished away i know exactly exactly <laughs> i need i need to release this and actually i i tried to do that with a song that i did release called reach i i did i released it in two versions it's called reach for commerce and reach for art so okay. um yeah they're 
Yeah. I listened to one of those today. I don't okay. remember which one it was. I didn't pay attention to <laughs> the subtitle attention. at the okay. end. Okay. Um, if I would have known there was a sequel. <laughs> 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 but I do remember listening to The Reach. It was a pretty okay. cool song. I, I dug it. Awesome. And um, all right. I have one final question for mm-hmm. you. Before I get there, where can people find you online? Online. Um, so my indie label where you're going to find not only me, but everybody I would work with is called Asteria Records. Um, okay. And and Asteria, A-S-T-E-R-I-A, records.com. Um, there's a Facebook page. Um, otherwise, my my artist name is Rasteria, R-A-Z-T-E-R-I-A. And um, I'm also now releasing things under different names to represent the stylistic kind of departure one. Uh, so I'm Renee, R-E-N-A-Y, for the more polished commercial stuff. Okay. And then um, most recently... Um, with this guy, his name is Richard, uh, that we uh, developed a kind of a rap, yeah, a rap duet called Rat Trap. That's just okay. our, that's our, R A T R A P. That's his initials followed by my initials. So, um, uh, yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, that's where Rat Trap comes from. Yes. Because uh, <laughs> somebody stole your cheese or something. <laughs> there are a lot of rat traps out there, though. I actually did, I did look at it, but, um, but anyway, um, anyway, so we actually also just, uh, so, so to, to kind of demarcate, cause a lot of people might vibe with the Rasteria stuff, but not really with the Renee stuff or the rat trap stuff and vice versa. And, you know, like, so it's an attempt to, again, brand things, you yeah. know, so that it, it's more, um, yeah, I mean, it, representative of what people are going to listen to you know um so and so when people listen they know what they're getting into exactly so they're like exactly okay this is a rasteria track right it's going to be more on the artsy organic maybe more latin-ish worldy this is the renee this is like like renee right exactly (laughs) this is rat traps is a little bit maybe shocking or whatever you know yeah (laughs) sorry for the valley no it's good that's good uh, just throwing a little east coast in there too you got christopher walking so i'm like yeah like oh my god you're gonna love this But yeah, so I really do appreciate you coming on the show today. Oh, I've had pleasure. a great time catching up with you, talking Likewise. to you in person this time, not yes. on separate hemispheres of the world. Yes. Real <laughs> quick question, though, completely nothing to do with this. Okay. When you're in the southern hemisphere, does the toilet yeah. water go the other direction? I have no idea. You didn't pay attention? No, I didn't. That's the whole purpose of going to the Southern oh, Hemisphere to see which direction the toilet water flows. Oh gosh, I'll 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 try to remember to look at it next time yeah, I'm there. Send, like, send me send me a YouTube. I'll send a little or, picture, a little video, a little video, yeah. and then uh, yeah, you don't need to be flushing anything down when okay. you send a video. All right, I'm not not into that type of thing. Okay. Then I'll then I'll go flush my toilet and check like. Uh, and then compare. Okay. All right. Okay. No problem. No problem. I can do that. I can do but that. yeah, no, no, you don't. I don't need a demonstration of okay. other things. Okay. But, okay. Good. Yeah. All right. It probably won't too look too good, especially if you're in the other. Yeah. You might. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So forget it. I, yeah. Just direction. That's all I'm interested direction. in. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> so all right. I've had a blast talking to you, but it is that time. It is that time for the final question of the show, the title question of the show. Rasteria, how do you live uncontained? So, well, 
that's a hard one. I remember, I think I might've hesitated the last time I answered it. Um, did I? You may have. I may have added the hesitation out at least some. So I, I think it was like a three but minute I guess hesitation. What, what, what keeps but. what keeps me going is the fact that I mean I'm still here. I'm on this earth. I'm breathing. I'm walking. I'm singing. I'm hearing things. I just I need to keep going. Like yes, you know I just have to keep going, um, and. Um, I feel blessed that I'm actually able to do this. I mean, even if ah, maybe this song isn't so popular with somebody, it's still a song. It's this piece of art that was that represents more than me. It's beyond me. At you know, each song for me is something beyond me. It's like I, I was given a gift to convey it. You know, okay. But that's but it's beyond me. You know. So and and now it's out there. So that's really motivational, both both of those things, like sheer mortality, you know, just being human and still being here, and and then um, this sense of purpose, in a sense. And also, you know, just learning, just taking step back, taking perspective, and trying again and again, you know, and um, sacrifices. I would say the typical uh, settling down, having a family, um, I don't see when that's going to happen, honestly. Like I, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like my music are my babies and that hurts and it's beautiful at the same time because like, I'm like, what am I, you know, but that's the thing. You can't have regrets. You, you need to choose, you know, because we can only really do one thing at a time. Right. Unless of course, yeah, you can think in some alternate universe, I'm making the other choice. Right. So my yeah. other me is following that. So think it you know, in that way, you know, than just owning what I'm doing. So, yeah. 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 So, I'm uh, <laughs> sorry. I, I just had this idea pop into my head, but yeah. you know, like the, like the jingle bells that's done with dogs barking. Okay. You could incorporate babies crying <laughs> into your music. Okay. All right. So basically just sample your baby's <laughs> cry. Bunch of, I'm not saying you have to do jingle bells. Be creative with it. Um, just like, you know, you could do like Beethoven with babies crying. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That's continue. I'm sorry. Interruptions. I'm terrible. Please continue. This is this is your part of the show. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, I feel like. I wouldn't even call them sacrifices. I feel like this is, I have been empowered to choose, you know what I mean? And yeah. Like, and it's, and not, not everybody made there, maybe probably a lot of people out there were probably, I wish I could do that. I mean, first of all, you can, but um, try, you know, um, but I know there are a lot of people in different situations that because of life in general, who, yeah. where they were born, you know, which country they were born in. I mean, that's, biggest determining factor i mean i'm i'm blessed to to you know be born you know where i have been born to be able to even become an artist you know yeah and so i just yeah i i, I keep that always constant present in my head you know the privilege that i have you know to, to to keep going so that that's another thing that that's motivating and and again psh, sacrifices yeah just just the love of my life where are you no, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so fucking dramatic <laughs> excuse my language oh you that's okay that you can oh my god you can fucking swear Oops. it's all good so no no i just uh maybe you know just to say just uh keep going you know and just if you're still here i mean there's a reason why you're still here right so 
I that's what I feel. Um, and uh, keep smiling. <laughs> it helps. It helps right. even if you're feeling like shit. Just smile and actually don't. You don't even have to look at yourself in the mirror because sometimes that's annoying. Like to see yourself, you know, just smile to the tree or something. You know, go look up at the sky, breathe in some fresh air. You know, um, and and yeah. Um, that's so. the best advice I've ever heard the Joker give. <laughs> Okay. If you gotta go, go with a smile. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, All right. Just one final thing to do. Mm-hmm. Been a blast talking to you. It's time to sign off the show. Uh, will you do me the honor of signing off the show tonight? Definitely, Aaron. <laughs> so this is Rasteria slash Renee slash Rat Trap slash whatever. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Resteria for coming back on Uncontained. It was really great getting to meet her in person this time instead of her being on a completely different hemisphere of this world that we're on. So I I like doing the interviews in person as much as possible. And also remember, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I am doing Instagram live interviews now with as many guests as I can. So I will have those available for you to watch whenever possible. Listen in and uh, send me a question to ask. Maybe we'll make the show. Uh, Thank you for listening. And until next time, live uncontained.